You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more fresh content, check City Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message, and welcome to the tribe. Now here's Humby Cervera. All right, good morning, good morning, guys. Uh, it's great to see all of you here. Now, last week, Pastor Robbie kicked off our series, Happy Now, and he introduced this idea that anyone can experience life to the full, regardless of your background, your social status, past choices, current choices, past behaviors, whatever it is, you can figure out a life to the full uh, fairly quickly. And together as a tribe, we are discovering what it looks like to live a life to the full and we can, how we can accomplish that. So let, we see that idea at work in John 10.10. Let's go ahead and read through that right now. Here Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So we hope you learn what it's like to have a life to the full throughout this series. And for me, I thought I had that idea figured out. I thought I learned how to live life to the full when I was five years old, way back in 1989. I'll let you guys do the math real quick. Um, so way back then, I knew what it would take for me to live my life to the full. I knew that if I had a Nintendo Entertainment System or the NES, that would allow me to live my life to the full. Well, it turns out one year I got it. I got it for my birthday. And I had some, some family from far away just like buy one for me, send it to me for my birthday. It was awesome. It was fantastic. So I went from this normal kid to someone who was invited and living in a world of plumbers, saving princesses from the evil King Koopa. I became the head coach of my, my beloved Dallas Cowboys and led them to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I mean, this was the only thing I wanted to do. Playing video games is all I wanted to do, and it didn't stop there. It didn't stop at the NES. It continued on with the Sega Genesis. Got one of those. Then uh, after that, it was the Nintendo 64. Then after the Nintendo 64, it was the Sega Dreamcast. And these are just the things I got through high school. When I got into college, not much changed because I got a PlayStation 2 in college. And the PlayStation 2 wasn't good enough, so I got a PlayStation 3 in college. And then, you know, you figure like, well, after I get out of college, I have a real job and I'm starting to do things. No, 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 not, that didn't stop. I got a Nintendo Wii shortly after leaving college. And not only that, this past year... I got a Nintendo Switch. So that's kind of like my current gaming system right now. And just in case I'm ever outside of the house and I'm away from one of my systems, I always have games on my phone. So uh, here, here's the deal. Um, I'm like, it's what I do. When I'm happy, I'll play a game. When I'm sad, I play a game. When I'm like trying to think through something and I need to kind of step away from that thing, I'll just pull out a game and it'll allow me to like get back on track. Um, and so it's, it's one of the things I'm strangely good at. Just ask Pastor Robbie, like, how many times I've smashed him at Madden or NBA 2K or Super Smash Brothers, and he walks away like, man, I don't even like this game anyways. Video games are dumb, you know? And, and so, uh, so that's how he normally leaves. Um, so I should be good at these things. Because here's the deal. I've spent a lot of time playing these games. I actually sat down and thought about it and, and did the math to figure out how much time I think I've spent. So just a rough estimate, I've played more than 12,000 hours of video games. 12,000. So that means that's more than 530 days, 
about 76 weeks, more than a year and a half of my life has been spent playing these games. Now, over the years, each game has brought a new challenge, right? I like to play a lot of sports games, so it's like the games never end because there's another season, or I can change teams, or I can do a thing, or I can, you know, let the computer score 35 points on me, and I try and come back from behind. You know, there's always a new challenge that I can do in these things. So what ends up happening is the the fulfillment, uh, the idea that I have that I'm living my life to the full while playing these games while I accomplish this next thing is very short-lived. It's just like a kid getting a Happy Meal, right? They think this Happy Meal is going to keep them happy for a very long time, but what they find out is that it doesn't. And it's the same thing with me and my games. And and what happens is I end up feeling empty, but not only that, I'm normally exhausted because I ended up staying up like all night playing these games, and it affects the rest of my life. So what thing for you guys uh, started off small, but turned into something that you spend a lot of your free time doing? I guess the real question is, what do you do to make you feel like you are living your life to the full? Do you find comfort watching TV? Do you like to like watch these train wrecks of people get into fights and throw drinks at each other on these reality TV shows? Or, or are you just like a big time sports fan? Are you just like, man, I feel like my life is to the full when the Cowboys or the Spurs win another game, you know? Which that means you're not feeling very much to the full right now because they're figuring out new ways to disappoint me and just like make me feel terrible. Um, Or you could go the opposite way, right? Like you wanna go and and look at people like that are living their best life, right? So you get on Instagram and you start looking and you're like, oh man, look at that, look at that. And you feel connected to them. So some weird way you feel fulfilled because you see all of your like Instagram friends living their life to the full. So you're like on board with them. Or uh, some of you guys like do things that make you leave the house. Uh, Like uh, you could be like a club rat, you know what I mean? Like just putting on too much cologne and super tight shirts and like, you know, super tight pants that make your butt look just right. Um, You know, you guys could be going out to the clubs and feeling like this is a life to the full uh, tonight. Or you could be the person that goes to the gym every single day. And the reason you go is because you don't feel like you're fulfilled or you're living life to the full unless you spend time in the gym. Now, most of these things are okay to do. Um, Maybe not the hoochie pants, but, you know, (laughs) the rest of them, totally cool. Um, But at a certain point, these things can go from a thing that you do to the thing that you do. And they'll help identify who you are and that becomes who you are in a lot of ways and that can be unhealthy. And so we're gonna keep on hitting on this idea during this series that we want you guys to live a life to the full. We want you guys to understand that. And so when we look at the Bible, there's a perfect example explaining of how we can spend our time that would lead to a life to the full. So we can find these examples in the book of Ephesians, Um, and and to give you guys some context on this book, uh, the Apostle Paul is the one that wrote this uh, book, and it's called a book, but it was actually a letter that he wrote to the people of Ephesus, and Ephesus was a city, a place, an area that Paul passed through uh, a handful of times, actually three to be exact, and each time uh, uh, it talks about in the Bible biblically that he did um, what was called unusual miracles there, so he would like have a handkerchief or a, a robe or something, and people would go and, and just touch the robe like when he put it down on the ground, and they would be healed from these sicknesses. He was, it wasn't even like Paul putting hands on them. They would just like touch his dirty clothes, and they would be healed. So they called them unusual miracles. Um, not only that, 
these sorcerers that, that practiced all this magic and did all this crazy stuff there uh, came to Jesus by listening to Paul speak about him. And, and so they would actually get these book of spells and sorcery that they would have, and they would throw it into the fire as soon as they came to start believing in Jesus. And so this is kind of what was happening uh, with Paul. So he ends up being in prison later on in his life, and he writes a letter to this group of people, these Ephesians that he loved and cared for and had all these great things happen. So uh, let's take a look at this book uh, of Ephesians here. We'll look at chapter 5. So there it says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. So we are to live carefully. And why do we want to live carefully? Because this day is evil. These days are evil. The world wants us to be distracted and get us off track. I mean, we can see that happening for sure because how many of us wasted like days on Disney Plus this week, you know, <laughs> reliving our childhood? I heard some of y'all on the way in, y'all are like, ah. I, I listen when I'm out there, guys. I heard y'all. So, so we don't want to live our lives like a fool. We want to live a wise life for making the most of every opportunity. And it's because of that scripture that we have our big idea for today. It's don't be a fool, spend your time to the fool. Don't be a fool, spend your time to the fool. Turn to somebody next to you and say, don't be a fool. <laughs> Extra points if you use the Mr. T voice, okay? Right there. Um, so, so we want our people here at City Tribe to live a life to the full. And you can't do that running around in your life acting like a fool. Now, maybe you are, you know, doing good things with your time, but if you're not living it to the full, that means you're wasting time. And here's, here's the deal about time and, and why it's so important and so precious. We can make more money, we can make more friends, we can do all these different things, but one of the things that we can never make more of or get back is our time. That is very finite, and we can never get it back. So that's why we want you guys to be thinking about this and, and really digging into it and thinking about how you spend your time. So how can we spend our time to the full? Well, let's jump back into the next part of Ephesians. There it says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Don't act thoughtless. I mean, how many things in your day do you do that require zero thought, right? I mean, think about that. How much thought goes into being on social media and just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not a lot, right? How much thought goes into sitting back and, and watching Netflix and just hanging out? I mean, okay, I get it. Like, it's going to take you like 20 to 30 minutes to figure out what you're going to watch. Uh, but then when you end up watching the same show you watch every single night um, and it goes to the next show, there's only like 10 seconds between that show and the next one. So it, you don't even have to think about what you're watching next. It just kind of keeps on rolling through and rolling through and rolling through. So we all do things that are thoughtless, right? Now, speaking of thoughtless, let's talk about being drunk on wine. And before we get too, too deep into this, one of the things I want you guys to know as we're looking through this is this is saying don't be drunk on wine. This is not saying never allow wine to touch your lips, okay? There's, there's a big difference in that. So just so we're clear on what this is. So... Let's not be drunk on wine. Um, 
what's one of the most common terms for being drunk? Getting wasted, right? It's called getting wasted. And it's called that because you're wasting during that time. You're wasting your time, right? Because you're just like, it just erases part of your life and you just kind of go and, and you're done. Um, you're wasting your money because when you get wasted, you're like, yeah, I'll buy another round. Come on, guys. And you want to be the cool guy there. And, and that's, you, your money goes away. You're wasting your abilities because you can barely walk or talk. How can you possibly do anything worthwhile during that time? Um, you're just wasting your life away. Now, real quick, I'm sorry if any of you guys here feel personally attacked right now. I just want to put that out there. Um, I get it. And, and a lot of these things that I'm going through, I understand because I've lived through them. And I want you guys to know how you can live your life to the full. So let's go back to Ephesians. There it says, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. So, Instead of always playing games or swiping or clubbing or drinking or drugs or porn or working out, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what a life to the full looks like. A life filled with the Holy Spirit. A life filled with worship. A life filled with thanks. A life where you can put on praise, just like Robbie talked about last week. Now, I'm sure some of you right now are like, oh, great, so I just got to like walk around and like be praising all day and like, you know, just lift, listening to, to Jesus music all day long and that's the only thing I can do with the rest of my life. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that while you are playing a game or while you are at the gym or while you are like, you know, doing your stuff or looking at Instagram, you're carrying a heart of worship with you. You can be worshiping and thinking about God and actually connecting with God in anything you do while you're here. Just be connecting with him. Just be talking to him. Just be spending time with him. That's what we are asking you guys to do is that. Now, what I'm saying is that when we start to look at our lives and really take account for how we spend our waking hours, we figure out what is most important to us. Because what can happen is that we have these things in our lives that are like, you know, time killers or time fillers or, or hobbies or whatever, and, and we talk about it like it's a little thing, but eventually they can shift into a need, right? Like, you need this thing to survive. You need to go to the club to have fun this weekend. You need to have a couple glasses of wine before you go to bed. You need to do all these different things so you feel like you're living your life to the full. But that is not what we need, guys. When these things go from wants to needs, it turns into something called an idol. And for some of you, you're like, oh, dang, I know what, I know what an idol means. Like, that, that's, that's crazy. And, and it's, it's interesting and it's a scary thing to hear that your beers or your social media or your gym time or your whatever, fill in the blank, can be an idol in your life. And I want us to start looking into and understanding what idols are and how easily these things can go from things we want to things we need. Um, I've been able to learn a lot about idols and, and what they look like and how they develop uh, from Timothy Keller and his book, Counterfeit Gods, The Empty Promises of Money, Sex, Power, and the Only Hope That Matters. And this is what Keller says about what an idol is. 
um, in his book. There he says, an idol is whatever you look at and say in your heart of hearts, if I have that, then I'll feel my life has meaning. Then I'll know I have value. Then I'll feel significant and secure. Now, I'm sure all of you aren't going, man, if I just have this thing, I'll feel significant and secure. That's not how we talk to ourselves, but you guys get the idea, right? Like, I need this thing. I got to do this thing. I got to have this thing. I didn't drink this drink today. I didn't eat this thing. I didn't spend time with these people. I have to do that for my life to be complete. That's wrong. That's an idol. And that's exactly what we're trying to fight against. And the worst part about these things is that they aren't everlasting, Every single thing that is on this earth that we put time and effort into will eventually let us down, and it will eventually be gone. This is what Keller has to say about this. He says, if we look to some created thing to give us the meaning, hope, and happiness that only God himself can give, it will eventually fail to deliver and break our hearts. Guys, I don't want you to be walking around heartbroken. We don't want you to be chasing something that is temporary. We don't want you to be a fool. We want you to spend your time to the full. Now, not only that, we also don't want you to feel shame about this. Because as we're starting to, to take an account of our lives and, and look at it, uh, there's a, a chance for you to start feeling bad, and I understand that. But this is not what this is about. We're not here to like heap shame on you. This should be a day that should be the spark you need to find freedom from the idols in your life. So what I want to do is I want to give you some practical first steps that you can take to start finding freedom from these idols. The first thing is I want you to go to your tribe, your most trusted group of people, and ask them if you spend your time in good ways, or is, or is there something in your life where you're like, man, that is an incredible time waster and is doing nothing for you in your life? Now, somebody, some of y'all might be like, well, I don't have a tribe. I don't, I don't have a group of people that I can talk to about that or, or anything like that. Well, I want you to know that we have tribes that are meeting here uh, still for this semester at, at uh, City Tribe, and you can go and find all those tribes at citytribe.church slash tribes, and you can sign up, you can email the leader, and you can fit into something uh, this week and, and just get started and have a group of people that will have your back in that way. Now, one of the other things that we struggle with is, is the amount of time that we spend on our phones. Like, that's just super real. So what we can do is kind of figure out, first off, we got to figure out how much time we spend on our phones. Like, I know it's like, well, let's just put it away, but uh, I want to take a good look at it. Let's take a real account of this. And so if you have an iPhone, uh, there's an app called uh, Screen Time. And on that app, what you can do is it'll show you exactly how much time you spend on your phone. How many of y'all have actually done this in this room and gone to your screen time app? Okay, so you guys know the first time you look at it and you see how much time you spend, it's like getting kicked in the chest, right? You're like, I look at memes for how long a day? It was, that was not worth it. Um, so, you know, you can see that. And if you're an Android or Google user, they have an app called Google Wellbeing, and it'll do the exact same thing for you. So with these apps, what you can do is you can actually figure out how much time you use your phone uh, and, and what you do with it. One of the things that like destroyed me was they'll show you how many times you pick up your phone and look at it. 
And that was like destructive for me. I couldn't believe how many times an hour, a day, I looked at my phone. And, and so um, in this app, what it'll do is it'll actually, you can kind of schedule how much time you use a certain app. So like if you only want to give yourself 20 minutes of Instagram a day or, you know, like 30 minutes of whatever, you can go and schedule that and then it'll shut down that app uh, while you're in it to keep you from spending too much time on it. Um, the other thing it'll do is if you wanna schedule like, well, I'm not gonna be, you know, I'm at work or I'm at school during these times, so from this time to this time, these apps are turned off completely. Uh, so, you know, just to kind of help your productivity and, and not be moving away and doing things that you shouldn't uh, be doing and, and like, things that you're just kind of not spending your time in the best way possible. Uh, so those are two ways that you can kind of attack that and, and get better with our phone. Now, another way that you can figure out how to spend your time is by planning a God time. Uh, and, and this is a, a really easy thing, I think. Um, now, for some of you guys, you're like, man, I get up at like 4 o'clock every morning, and I sit down in silence for three hours, and I pray, and I read, and I do all that stuff. That's awesome. I want you guys to keep it up, and I want to encourage you on that. For a lot of the rest of us, it's a little bit tougher to find a God time, and it's a little bit tougher to do these things. So what I want you to do is take 10 minutes, 10 minutes out of your day to read and pray. So the praying part is easy. You can put a timer on your phone, boop, five minutes, and just pray, talk to God, uh, just in, in some silence. Then after that, when you're done, you open up your Bible and you read. Now, if you're looking for a spot to read, you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to, what, 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 what do I start with? I want you to start with the book that we're studying through right now, that we're start, studying through today, Ephesians. You've already got a little context. You know who the author is. Look, go ahead and, and jump into that and read through Ephesians and just spend five minutes every day just reading, reading a chapter and reading a chapter and reading a chapter and, and just do it like that. That's a great way for you to get started. And um, when it comes to this and spending time the fool, guys, I, I have to be fully transparent with you. I am kind of the worst at this. And that's the reason why I can speak so directly. And I'm like, for those of you that feel personally attacked, it's because I'm personally attacking myself in some ways, you know? Um, because these are the ways that I've lived out time wasting and, and, and different things. So, um, it's, it's been tough preparing this talk uh, because it's been incredibly convicting and it's been equally heartbreaking looking back on my life and how at different times I haven't lived my life to the full. I haven't taken the, the most of every opportunity. And, and really the big thing that I look at um, is, is when I first got married to my wife, Lauren. Uh, when we first got married, I was working nights and weekends and she just had a normal, like, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday job. And, and so um, what would happen is I'd only see her at like 11 o'clock at night, like basically telling her good night. And then I would just go and like play video games because, you know, what else am I gonna do when I'm getting off of work at 11? So I'd sit there and I'd play these games and, and I'd stay up, you know, because I'm frustrated and I'm angry at work and, and I felt like I hadn't accomplished anything so the, I, I could accomplish something when I played these games. And I'd stay up to like three, four, five o'clock in the morning every night. And what would happen is uh, our only days together and our only times together would be on the weekends. So like Saturday and Sunday morning. Well, like any loving wife, she's like, hey, let's spend some time together. And, you know, I would go, I would go for a breakfast or I'd go on a hike, but almost every time we went, I'd be like, this is the word, why are we here? I don't like this food. This is too tall of a, of a hill to climb, you know, whatever. Why is that bird chirping at me out here? Like, I'd be in the worst mood. And I look back at it 
And I'm just like horrified and frustrated that this is how I lived my life. And I didn't take advantage of the opportunities that I had with my wife to do these special things. And so as, we've, as I've gotten perspective on this, as I've gotten older, as I've understood how this works, uh, I've, I've been doing my best to run away from that and spend my life to the full. Uh, I'm not perfect, uh, but I, do, I really try hard because now we have two kids and like, I, just, I don't want to give them less than a life to the full or my time to the full. So, um, you know, every now and then we set up times for us to like do special things together and hang out. Well, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife was able to like figure out how to get some free tickets to Fiesta Texas. And I was like, cool, let, let's, let's go do this. Uh, but the drawback of it was that day we had, uh, it was like a crazy day uh, that Saturday morning because my son had a soccer game at 8.30 in the morning. We had to drive across town. It was like super early morning. Then I had an event to go to right after that. And then when the event was over, we got my son and we went to Fiesta Texas. So I was like, exhausted before we even walked into the park. Um, so not only that, this was also the last day of Fiesta Texas's Halloween celebration or whatever you want to call it. It's called, they call it Fright Fest. And so it was the last day of that. And, and again, just trying to be fully transparent with you guys, I absolutely hate Halloween things like that. I can't stand them. I don't want to be around people dressed up as monsters. I have zero interest in that whatsoever. Uh, I had like a really terrible uh, um, situation as I was a kid, like about five years old when I got my Nintendo. Uh, right around then, I had this really awful like thing that, that you know, like just getting terrified in a, in a haunted house. And from that point on, I never wanted to go back and be around any of those things again. And so I was like, okay, we're going to go and hang out with these monsters, like, cool. And I'm just like, you know, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm preparing for this talk, and I'm just hearing, don't be a fool, live your life to the full, you know? And I'm like, dang it, okay, fine. So we'll go. So we go, and we're having a great time, and it's lots of fun. We're getting on all the rides and roller coasters and spinny things and, like, all the good stuff. And we're having a great time until it gets dark. Because when it gets dark, that's when all the monsters start walking around. And so, um, so we went to go get on some of the kids' rides because my son, like, wanted to get on the bumper cars and this apple that, like, spins in circles. And, you know, he's just having a lot of fun. And, and while we're in there, I'm, like, looking around. You know, it's dark, and I'm just kind of taking account of everything, and I'm looking at each path out. And each one of these paths has, like, these monster areas on it. It's like a mini haunted house that you walk through on the path. And, and it's each path out of the children's area has these monsters on it. So I'm like, oh, dang, man, this is, this is my nightmare. You know, like, I'm going to have to walk through this thing. And so I'm just like, okay, let, let's go. You know, it's time to go. I grab my son, and I'm just like, hold on to me tight. Put your head down. Close your eyes. And we're going to get through this thing as fast as we can, all right? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, stretching and getting ready and you know, and, and just kind of getting ready, and, and I pick him up, and we start walking, and he's, like, holding on to me real tight, and I can, like, see that his eyes are closed. You know, he's right here, and, and we're walking through, and I, I see this, like, witch lady, like, with all this crazy makeup on and the big hat. She's, like, <laughs> and, like, chasing all these people around, right? And they're all, like, oh, no, and they're chasing her, and she sees me, and she just, like, stops, and then just, like, walks around me, and I was, like, that's, that's weird. Um, okay, cool, and so then we go a little bit further, 
passing up all kinds of crazy stuff. There's like a giant statue of like this weird ogre demon thing in the middle of it. And we're walking through and then there's this guy with this like ridiculously scary mask. It's like huge and there's blood hanging off of the fangs and he's like, you know, like chasing kids and whatever, like walking around. And then he sees me, he's like, and then he sees me and stops and goes, and just waves like the goofiest wave I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was just like, this is, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, well, they're being nice to me. I mean, that wasn't enough for me to slow down, um, but I, I got out of there. And so, um, so we get out, we finally get through the scary sections and we're walking out and my son's holding my hand because uh, he's still at an age where he like still likes to hold my hand. So I, I just soak it up as, as much as I can. And we're, we're holding hands walking out and he, um, you know, he just kind of looks at me and he goes, dad that was like the best day ever. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was good. And he goes, thank you so much for bringing me. I love you so much. And so for me, that day I could have done something else. I was exhausted and I didn't want to be around that monster stuff. I could have said, hey, let's, let's do it next week. Let's do it another time. Let's... Uh, watch a football game or something, you know, like anything else but that. But instead I went, we went, and got to experience life to the full. Not because of the setting, not because we were at a theme park, um, but because I was able to spend some time appreciating and knowing what God had given me. The life that he had handed over to me, I was able to sit there and just say, this is amazing, thank you, Father. These are the moments that I can say that I wasn't a fool, but I was living my life to the full. Now for us, our first step to living a life to the full is allowing our heavenly father to pick us up and carry us through scary times. Because much like that path, there are demons and spirits and an enemy that is waiting to come against you. But those demons and spirits and that enemy, they act way different when you're being carried by the Father instead of when you're walking on your own. Now, for some of you that are spiritual investigators in here, I get it. This sounds like kind of crazy stuff, but just, just stay with me here, okay? Stay with me because this is the life that we live. This is what we have been called to do. This is the God that wants you. And when we are holding on to our heavenly father, these spirits, these demons, these things, they don't mess with us for the same reason that those monsters and those things didn't mess with my son that day. It's because they know that if they mess with my son, they're going to have to mess with the father they're gonna get the wrath of the Father that day. And it's the same thing in the spiritual realm. When we're hanging on to our Father, those demons scatter. They want no peace of Him. And you see, our Father didn't just give up an afternoon for us. He gave up everything to make sure that you are wiped clean of your mistakes, to make sure that you can be with Him forever. Jesus went up there and laid down His life for you. These things didn't happen so you could lead a life of just swiping thoughtlessly. 
so you could lead a life of feeling fulfilled because you hit your new personal record on squat this week. Again, these aren't bad things, but if they are the things in your life, it's an idol. And God wants you to do so much more. So for some of you, today is the day to trust in the God that wants nothing more than to spend all of his time with you. The God that sacrificed everything for you. The God that wants to spend an entire eternity with you. The God that wants to spend an eternity to the full with you. So for some of you, today's the day to know God, to start that trust and get on board with him. So let's go ahead and bow our heads together. So if you want to invite Jesus into your life, I want you to pray something like this. Just say, Jesus, I'm coming to you right now. And I know that I have messed up so much. And I'm sorry for that. But I'm here now. And I want you to know that I believe in you. I believe that you gave up your life for me. That you gave up your life to make up for every single mistake that I've made in my past. And every single mistake I'm going to make in my future. So Jesus, I don't want to live my life like a fool anymore. I want to live my life to the full. I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Let's keep our heads bowed right now. So if you're a believer, whether it's been for 50 years or five seconds, and you want things to change in your life, I want you to do this. I want you to think about the things that are keeping you from stuff. I want you to think about the things that have become more than just a hobby, that have become more than just a thing you want to do, to a thing that you feel like you need to do. Think about the things that are keeping you from spending more time with your family, with your friends, and most of all, from our Father in heaven. Think about those things. Picture them. Now that we have all those things in our head, I want you to lift your hands up as if you're handing them over to God. Whether you're here in the theater, online, watching at home, or next door in the cafe, lift up your hands as if you're handing it over to God. And I want you to pray something like this with me. Father, thank you for being with me. Thank you for carrying me through this life. Right now, I just want to hand over all these idols that are keeping me from you. Father, help me to live a life to the full. Help me to lay these things down that are holding me back. Help me stay focused on you and in your presence. Thank you for all you have done for me. I love you. And we pray all these things. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So now the band's up here. Here's what I want you guys to do. We've handed over our idols. We're throwing away how we're living like a fool. We want to live our lives the full. And how, did, how do they say it? We're going to live a life of praise and thanksgiving to our Father and through the Son, Jesus Christ. So let's stand and sing 
Let's all stand right here together. Let's stand and sing and make music to our Father in our hearts and out here in the open. Let's give them thanks and let them know how much we need them. All right, so let's pray. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for being mighty and powerful allowing us to hold on to you when we are going through our crazy times, through our scary seasons. We thank you for being that. We also thank you for being as loving as you are powerful. Thank you, Lord. We love you. And we pray all these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're glad you're a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check citytribe.church.